Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. The state, and I know I'm a slave. We can make a break, break the power, break the power. Hello, welcome to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode number 402. I am Otto, and tonight I am joined with Jerry Schneiderman. What's up, guys? MDM on demand himself, Alex four six zero seven nine six three six. Yep, Alex, Alex bunch of numbers is here. Good to see you guys. And uh, Nikki Pinecone. Yo. <laughs> and uh, Mike Seymour Mac. Yo, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? Thanks man. for having me. Yeah, yeah, man. No, no problem. I, I we were just talking about in the you know we were talking beforehand in the pre-show about like first time you met you was on the the republican bus out to pittsburgh yeah the pennsylvania convention yeah yeah it was funny i I remember when uh so like we i think i linked up with you guys in kind of like harrisburg Harrisburg. yeah yeah and we're like i just come walking up and nobody knows who the fuck i am because i've been living under a rock for the past few years (laughs) and i'm just like carrying this whole camera rig and shit everybody's like who the fuck is this guy is like is this guy cool and Heiss is like, yeah, yeah, no. Nah, I don't cool. feel like, uh, to look at you, I assume you've been living with Ted Kaczynski, not under a rock. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were, Pete, yeah, Pete same rock. So jealous. Yeah. <laughs> a rock house. Yeah. No, that was a that was a good trip, though, man. It was an eye-opener because I took a humongous hiatus when Ron Paul didn't get elected in 2012. <laughs> so you were, um, you were kind of away for a while. Yeah, I was away for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, stepped away for a minute. And then uh, to kind of like see, you know, because I met I met Heiss in probably 2010 or some shit like that, 2009, somewhere around there. And um, it's just incredible to see like kind of like where he started and just like where he's what he's become now. He's, you know, to me, he's high spot 3000 forever. But um, (laughs) for everybody else, he's become this, you know, this idol. You were just so inspired by all the racism and bigotry that he's constantly spewing in just like never ending streams. And then and then the way he like leans into it just unapologetically, you know? Yeah. He's like, Yeah, yes. Yeah, so what? What are you gonna do about it? You know? Um, no, so it was cool though, but to like come back and then um just to kind of like get reinvigorated by Dave Smith and it, like when I saw him speak at that event, um, what was it, the night before the LPPA convention in twenty one. It was like the same feeling that I had when I saw Ron Paul speak in Tampa at the Sundome. And it was just it was good, man. It gave me chills. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, all right, there's there's still something here because for a long time I was like not impressed by any of the uh, candidates that were being run. I mean, Joe Jorgensen. I, I couldn't tell you one thing about her. I mean, now I could tell you a couple of things about her. None of them are nice. But like, you know, then it was just like, wow, I have no interest in looking up this person i was never a gary johnson fan and then when he linked up with bill weld it was just like it was a no-brainer to just go back to sleep so when joe jorgensen spoke at the lp convention that's when i went back up to my room and took a nap because it was i was either going to take a nap on the convention floor or i could be comfortable i know i missed it too I, so don't what, did she do that this year or, la- or the last uh, time this, this this past year and i was just like oh, wow. all right i i can't do this we're not going to vote for about a good hour she's going to drone on i was like let me go up to the room take a take a nap <laughs> she seems like a nice lady the best thing that I ever heard was what Dave say. Like she seems like, uh, like a a very nice wife of a good libertarian man or something like that. You know, like she's in the room, she can overhear the conversations, but she doesn't really know what the fuck she's talking about. And she does seem like a nice lady, but she is so fucking boring, so uninspiring. Mm-hmm. I was in the YouTube chat when she was giving that fucking uh, snooze fest, and it was just hilarious. Well, we, we all remember during her campaign when Spike had that fucking banger video that uh, Smots produced. It's like going viral, and they had it taken down like the morning after it was created because it, <laughs> it was it was too wild. Get two yeah. people riled up. It's too extreme. Yeah, right. It was very, very extreme. Very, very. Yeah. So all this is going on. You're out in Pittsburgh. But um, yeah. so the thing was, Mike, I didn't even know. I thought like you did film. I thought you did uh, filming full time. I thought that was your gig. But this whole time and then you were on Dan Smotz's podcast and 
you go down a rabbit hole and that you work for a pharmaceutical company. I was like, oh shit, like I yeah. didn't even know about this. Like this Yeah. Is- so I, I was like pretty effective at keeping that a secret for yeah, like 13 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Um for like a couple of reasons. Like one online, like so like I used to do um I used to make music, right? I used to rap like like <laughs> me and Dan Smots actually have a lot in common. We kind of walk the same path in two different cornfields. Um, but he, um, yeah, like same, same fucking shit. So like I used to make music and then that led to, um, like audio engineering. And I actually, I went to school for engineering. So I did like studio engineering and then, uh, like concerts, a lot of like heavy metal fucking bars and shit like that. I would do sound for. And then, um, you know, like we were fucking poor, like we were barely able to scrap up enough money for like fucking cheeseburgers every weekend and weed and beer of course um and then uh like a case of lion's head and then like you know 20 fucking (laughs) 20 junior fucking uh burgers at the fucking wendy's and then just as much weed as you can get and then um (laughs) that was a form of payment (laughs) yeah yeah thank you thank you for we would sell enough cds to just like feed our addiction for the week and then get us to the next show and that was it but um and then like so we were like man it'd be really cool if we had like a music video so i was like all right cool i'll just fucking like pick up this cheap ass camera and just figure it out and that's kind of like where i started doing as you would call it filmography you almost called it filmography before but yeah like videography man and um, videography yeah yeah so like when i started doing that i was doing that from like high school i'm 38 so like when i was 18 i started fucking around with the music shit and then um in 2009 after many many years of doing the music thing and going up and down the east coast and everywhere from like portland maine all the way to tampa um to play at paul fest in 2011 2012 whenever it was um it was cool man lots of good memories but never made any fucking money at all so it was just like okay i might have to like actually start paying some bills here <laughs> and um and then i started working at this pharmaceutical company santa fe pastor and it's like top five biggest companies uh vaccine producers in the world um i think um yeah like top five in the world maybe like top three in in the country and uh just kind of fell ass backwards into it started through a temp agency and started just kind of doing that and then um in 2014 uh well late 2013 my wife my girlfriend at that time got pregnant and i was like okay i better like take this shit serious because like i was still doing music and then every weekend i would do shows like thursday friday saturday sunday i'm supposed to show up for work i would never fucking show up on sunday and then i finally like went in for like a interview to get hired full time and like it fucking killed the interview and then right at the end i remember the lady pulls out this paper she like unfolds this paper and she goes you want to explain all these absences and I don't know what it was. Uh, maybe I was hung over from doing shows that weekend, but I was just like, I was like, yeah, if I was hired full time, you would have paid me for all those days off. So I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, needless to say, they didn't hire me at that point. And then they went on a hiring freeze for five years. So it took me like five years as a temp to finally get hired full time. Like I was just talking out of my ass. I don't know why I did that. But yeah, so I started, you know, um, kind of just taking it serious. And um, especially when my wife was pregnant, like obviously got to pay the bills so just focusing on like we were living in this tiny little shack two pit bulls two fucking crazy ass pit bulls and um you know i was a temp i didn't have any benefits she's pregnant she's working like two three fucking bullshit jobs like you know waitressing jobs shit like that and then um i was just like yeah i gotta buckle down you remember that auto (laughs) sounds familiar (laughs) similar grind <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah. that was that was what 20 2014 i think for me yeah yeah Pretty yeah much. yeah and, like so 2009 i started at that company as a temp it wasn't until 2014 2015 i finally got hired full-time and then um and then it was cool man but i stopped doing videography music like digital art like everything i stopped creating everything and then i like you know five years later wondering why i'm fucking depressed and i have anxiety and like like trying to figure out what's missing from my life and it was like oh yeah this creative outlet that i had since i was a kid yeah like i just completely gave it up remember and, that too yeah remember that a lot of similar stories there. did yeah. you try getting like full-time or as close as you could get in that industry before you decided to go into temp stuff or was it just so it was just so hard to find gigs as, as a uh, audio as, engineer 
Uh, well, yeah, well, I know about audio engineering. I was more talking about like the video stuff. But oh, the video I didn't realize stuff. you did the, the audio stuff too. No, so like at that time, the audio engineering, I went to full sale. So I got, you know, I spent a ton of fucking money, ton yeah. of my mom's money to um, go get this fucking bullshit degree. Right. And um, so I was doing, I like right out of the gate, the day I got graduated, uh, the day I graduated, I got a call from a studio in Philly. And I started like an internship, but they weren't paying anything. Yeah, they don't pay shit. They don't pay shit. I live in the Poconos. So it's, you know, hour and a half, two hour drive to get to the studio. And um, for like two, three weeks, I did that. I completely ran out of money. And I was just like, I can't show up tomorrow. Like, I want to be here. Like, it was a really dope studio. Like, Kanye was recording there. Fucking, um, uh, they did like Usher, like they did everybody R and B, hip hop, like Beanie Siegel, Jay Z, like all those fucking uh, Rockefeller guys, and so it was like exactly kind of where I wanted to be at that time, and I just ran out of money, and I just had yeah. to stop showing up, unfortunately. And, and, and what's the dirty secret of that p- profession? Is that the only jobs are at churches? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> churches <laughs> or churches or just working in like AV as like hockey arenas. That's the other one. It's big. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, like, I actually majored in music recording. Yeah, um, but now I'm a software engineer. So I, <laughs> like, I, uh, the music okay. recording part did not pan out. I looked into it and decided there was no money in it and didn't didn't major in that. Basically, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't figure that out until I graduated. Yeah, speaking, like, speaking of Philly, one of the things that stood out and it was it was years ago when uh, Vinny Paz did an interview with Joe Rogan and he was just talking about like the audio engineer at, at like just talking about how you carry yourself as a musician. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I would do these small clubs and, you know, do all these like he did auto bar in Baltimore, you know, but he, one thing that he always stuck with him, he's like, dude, I never gave the sound guy shit because he's like, dude. You think this motherfucker wants to listen to you? He's been doing this shit since the 70s. He like did big <laughs> concerts. Like he's done fucking Iron Maiden. He doesn't give a fuck how your mic sounds. Like be nice, be kind, don't be a dickhead. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, if you don't. don't. Give a, he's like, this dude doesn't give a fuck about you. And if you give him shit, guess what? You're going to sound like shit. Like, so yeah. be respectful to people. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like give you give what you get, you know? And I was like, damn, that. Yeah, yeah, nobody so, gives a fuck about the uh, the engineer. Yeah. Well, nobody cares about the engineer either, right? So, like, yeah. I used to work at this little biker bar um, not that far from where I'm living now. And it was just, like, all these fucking, like, really hardcore heavy metal fucking bands. And just, like, but, like, really, really underground bands. Like, no, nobody knows who these fucking, like, so the best, that, and I still got one of their t-shirts. So, this fucking band, <laughs> their name was Fuckface. And their t-shirt watch (laughs) yeah i hate watch yeah mike heist on the fucking t-shirt and it was so it was like uh their t-shirt they wound up giving me a t-shirt because they came up to me afterwards this is the only time where like being an engineer actually made me feel good about what i was doing they came up and they're like man our audio sounded so great like it's never been better like all this shit and i'm like just fucking trying to figure shit out right because i don't really know anything and uh so they give me a t-shirt and and i still have i don't know why i haven't been trying to throw it out for fucking 15 years and i can't get myself to do it so it's just a picture of a, a woman's face and her mouth is a pussy and then and underneath it says fuck face and it was like the, it was like the worst fucking music ever right because i'm like uh a hip-hop like i like rock and shit and, and at that time i was doing uh, i was touring with my friend's band um which was like a almost like a Linkin Park type type of style. It was like rock and hip hop kind of fused together. So it was pretty cool. And uh, type stuff. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, and then this fucking types of bands I'm doing, doing sound for. And it's just like, nobody gives a fuck about the engineer though, man. I'll tell you what I did. I did get a lot of pussy back in those days. So lots of pussy. Um, (laughs) so much. So the band I wasn't in kicked me out of the fucking band because I was (laughs) hogging all the groupies. I was like a side, I was like a, you know, like just a side act to the fucking band, and they wanted they just to probably, kick me out. They probably knew they were like, yeah, look, look, man, you, you're, you're probably fucking so many chicks' faces, so we're just gonna give you yeah, a yeah. shirt. <laughs> yeah. Here's a t-shirt, kid. Yeah, yeah, and I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was way more handsome than they were, and I think that's what it was. They were just dirty fucking rockers. You know how it is. Yeah, you guys look like you know how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know how it is. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so like that's kind of how I started doing videography. But then I fell ass backwards into this pharmaceutical job and I was there for 13 years. I was like five years as a temp and then I got hired full time. And then I was a production tech, made it up to a senior tech. And then I skipped the next step. And then I was at a manager associate scientist was my um, 
was my label or my fucking job title right before they terminated me for being unvaccinated for COVID. So um, it was a pretty interesting journey um, from like 2009 to this past year when I finally got fired. Um, but like pretty unprecedented for them to do this shit, even for a vaccine company. A lot of people assume like, well, you work for a vaccine company. Of course, you know, you, you had to be vaccinated. We make we I said I got to get out of this habit of saying we because I don't fucking work there anymore. But that right. company makes all sorts of vaccines at the site that I was working at in Swiftwater. Um, the main thing that I worked on was the flu vaccine. I was in influenza manufacturing for the majority of my career there. And uh, we make like yellow fever, diphtheria, like fucking meningitis vaccines, like all sorts of shit there. And a bunch of kind of like shit that's just re in research and development. And um, never, never in the entire time that I worked there did they require me to get vaccinated for anything. Now, like, I'll kind of give you a little insight on what, like, flu vaccine manufacturing kind of looks like. There's a couple ways that you could pr produce the flu vaccine. But the main way in the old school way and the way that they do it um, at that site is they use uh, chicken eggs and chicken embryos. Mm -hmm. So what they do is we have uh, several buildings at that site that um, – the old building, they did about 300,000 chicken eggs every single day. Um, they had built an, a newer building in like 2015 that did 600,000. And then they just built another building that does 900,000. And the idea was like when they built the second building that they were going to turn the first one off. But they were like, well, we can just make more money and make more vaccines if we just keep this thing fucking rocking. So now they have all three buildings, although I'm pretty sure they're a little shorthanded these days. So I'm not sure how much they're able to run all three. But um, yeah, so they would basically we would get, you know, a truckload of these chicken eggs every single day. We would um, we would inoculate them with the uh, with the actual virus. And then um, we would incubate those for, you know, uh, two days. And then that would allow the chicken embryo to actually develop the vaccine like naturally in its body and then you would take those out of the hot box you'd put them into a, a cold box for a day or a half a day and then that would force the blood in like the fluid and the chicken egg back into the the body of the chicken to try to survive right so like if you're out in the cold your limbs go first because the blood goes in your core and tries to like mm -hmm. keep you alive. Right. So that's why yep. you get like frostbite in your toes and your fingers. So um, that's what the chicken does. Right. And then you take it out of the cold box and you basically, you bring it into this room called harvest and you cut the chicken egg open, you flip it over. And then there's different ways to extract the fluid. But the way that we did it was you would flip it over and then the fluid, the allantoic fluid would just come out of the top of the egg. And then we would basically take that, set, you know, you would throw out all these fucking chicken, uh, chickens, all the embryos. Now, these embryos are like, you know, they're 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 about as big as a below average penis, I guess. I don't know. Like, they're pretty small. Um, I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little smaller. A little, yeah, a little bit smaller. But they had eyes. Some of them had feathers and shit like that. It was like a pretty disgusting process because you're throwing like half a million of these things through a fucking machine every day and then you got to scrape the machine clean mm. so it's pretty gross yeah. um yeah yeah pretty nasty and then um and then you would take that fluid and you would like purify it and inactivate the virus and then you would basically turn that into millions and millions of doses of vaccines right so i would I, I worked in all these egg rooms um over the years but the one that i worked in the most and i had the most experience in was harvest and in, that's where you're cutting it open. You get that fluid all over the place. I would get that shit in my eye, in my mouth. Ugh, I would have chicken ew. blood all over me. Like, like nasty. Wow. And never, mm. never did they require me to get a flu vaccine ever. So it's just like if any, <laughs> if any process was going to require something like you would think like on the surface. Yeah, that sounds like one where they would make you get the you vaccine. would think. Yeah, so they didn't. So it's very unprecedented. And then to kind of like contrast that with um, one where you actually are required. So if you work in yellow fever production, that's a live virus. You are required to be vaccinated for yellow fever in order to work in that area. But like, let's say that I didn't want to take the vaccine. They would just move me to a different department. Well, over the past two years, they just stopped doing that shit. They were like, oh, you don't want to fucking play ball. Well, then get the fuck out of here. 
instead of just moving you somewhere else where you would be more comfortable working. And then with this, yeah. And with the COVID shit, like they don't have a COVID vaccine at that company, you know, eagerly trying to develop one. And actually I just saw a news article saying that they were um, working with, I think, uh, I don't know if it was Glaxo Smith Klein. um, I think it was Glaxo um, GSK that they were developing. They were just focusing on boosters. So it's just like, you know, they're just, the thing is, man, they get tons of money from the government, from the Department of Defense, Shocking. you know, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to build these buildings. And this is why they're kind of like going along with the fucking narrative of everybody's got to be vaccinated for COVID, even though it doesn't make any sense that the longer this thing goes on, the more obvious it becomes that you don't fucking need it in order. You're like, if you have it, you're going to get COVID. If you don't have it, you're going to get COVID. You're going to spread it to all your coworkers. And that was like the idea of what they were pushing, and um, right, right. And the thing is, is like now the boost the boosters are only boosting the antibodies from the original virus, not the Omicron strains or Delta strains. So yeah. you're boosting what antibodies for a disease that's no longer around right now? Yeah, it doesn't make a Weird. lot of sense. And you know, so like this is kind of where I started getting a little fed up. So like I've always been super skeptical, you know, ever since. Um, Ever since I found Alex Jones back in 2004, you know, I started getting real skeptical. But like since like Iraq, right, the Iraq war invasion or the lead up to it, that's when I really started waking up to like, oh, I think these people kind of been lying to us this whole time. (laughs) They might not have our best interest. (laughs) Yeah, because I did. I was still buying the 9-11 shit like, yeah, we got to go get them, you know, like all the way up until then. Until like it was like Colin Powell and all the fucking agencies. And you're like, like, wait, that's not them. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Hold on wait, a second here. Wait, those aren't those guys? I thought these guys were from Saudi Arabia. What the fuck happened? Yeah. And um, and the mobile vans of weapons of mass destruction. Oh, um, dude! Like, remember even like going into Afghanistan, they would like talk about like Bin Laden has these underground deep bunkers and caves with a, yeah. a, a labyrinth of you know god knows what and and just yeah and it would be in time magazine with like a 10 page fold out and all this like that's why we got to go after al-qaeda like people yeah. don't remember the levels of propaganda then yeah yeah meanwhile he's at an airbnb in pakistan like over the fucking border <laughs> just hanging out with his 48 ki- kids and fucking wives and shit right uh, right yeah but that's like when i started waking up right but like so i've always been like i haven't taken a flu vaccine since 2010 and the only reason why i did because i was working at this company and um this is if you remember this is when swine flu started like mm-hmm. swine flu came back around and it was like some hot shit yeah and it was supposed to be what what they made COVID actually become that's what swine flu was supposed to be and um i remember i was still in more ways than you know yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh genetically and you know formulation wise everything um i remember uh, they had a clinic and they were like all right everybody can you know go down and get a flu you know flu vaccine for free and i was like no i'm good i'm good and back then i was like in the gym all the time i was eating right i was like you know I was I was feeling good about myself. So I was like, no, nah, I don't really need it. I'm good. And uh, my manager at the time looked me dead in the fucking eye and he goes, listen, man, I know you're really trying to get hired full time. Right. He's like, so let's say you don't go and get the shot and then you happen to get sick. It's going to look really bad on you. And I don't know. And I'm like loud and clear. I went right down there and got the fucking shot, you know. So that was the last time I got a flu vaccine, and it was because he coerced me into fucking doing it. He held it's that carrot like in front of yeah. me. Yeah, so many people fell for that. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, yeah. So that was the last time. So, but I've always been like super skeptical. Um, but these last two years, man, have been something else, and I feel so justified every day that goes by. I feel more and more vindicated and justified in um in my decision that i made for myself like now if you want to go get the shot like i 100 support you going and getting it i don't maybe i don't agree that you need it depending on your situation but i would never be the type of person to tell you like no you can't go get that or you're fucking stupid i might think it in some cases but i would never you know like force you to not get it or get it and it just seems like there's only one side of the conversation that is taking that approach and it's the unvaccinated side the the people who the majority of the people i should say and certainly the people at my job for the most part 
um, who were in compliance with this policy they put out and went and got all the fucking shots and the boosters and everything, they don't think you should have a choice. And it's just funny because this is the same my body, my choice crowd when it comes to abortion. Yeah, right. But not when it comes to this particular vaccine. And like I saw people who were like the same way as me with the flu vaccine and every other fucking vaccine for that matter. Just like, oh, yeah, like if you want to get it, you should get it. But if not, that's cool, too. Until this one. And then their whole entire fucking mode changed. And they just kind of went like fanatic with it. And uh, it's pretty, pretty interesting to see. You know, like if I was working at this is how I always say it. If I was working at McDonald's or Burger King, I would understand why they were leaving out pretty important parts of the conversation about natural immunity and herd immunity and just like the data that's coming out and all these studies that were coming out. Um, that would make sense because they would have no fucking reason to know any of that information and they wouldn't be like educated on it. But I worked in a place, you know, with thousands of employees with the literal experts on this topic in my area. And these people were leaving those parts of the conversation It's different out. this time. This is a unique thing, brother. It's unique. It's not the same thing. Back when this whole thing started in 2020, it, you know, we were having, we have lots of like all hands meetings, like beginning of the year, mid-year, end, end of the year. And there was only a couple of us, a handful of us who were actually willing to speak out. I've always been very, you know, outspoken about everything there, which is like, which is funny because that's what got me from a temp all the way to a manager associate scientist level Every step of the way was, Mike, we're just so happy that you're like 100% honest with us. We don't have to like we know you're not pretending Damn. when you're talking to us. And we're talking about senior director levels. We're talking about the guy who runs the fucking site in Swiftwater, uh, Rakesh. He, you know, like he I had like personal one on ones with this guy and he was just like, I'm just so happy like that you don't pull any punches even with me. I'm like, yeah, that's just who I am. And I'm never going to like I don't I'm not going to kiss your ass. Because yeah. you make three hundred thousand dollars a year, and I'm, you know, making far less. Although I was making a very good living there, and it's just like I just would rather be upfront with you. That way, you know where I stand, and like I know where you stand. You know where I stand. Every, everything's out on the fucking table. Like I'm not going to be disrespectful, but there's no way that I'm going to look the other way, especially when it comes to important shit. So that got me as far as it did, and then when it came to this shit in 2020. <laughs> Oh, man, you would see like when when I would stand up and start asking these fucking questions and I would start putting these things in the in the uh, in like in the Zoom chats and these all hand meetings, they would just shut the fucking meetings down. They would go, all right, now it's time for questions. We got about 20, 30 minutes for questions. We're really excited to hear your questions. And then, and then God forbid question, you ask the wrong question. Well, first question out of the gate would be, well, um, what do we think about natural immunity for covid? Oh, well, looks like we're out of time. And they would just like shut the <laughs> chat down. They would just completely fucking take the stream off. Jeez. And it was it's just like the like, Mr. Burns. It was like, what? No, um, no, shit. What was on The Simpsons? We pressed the independent thought alarm button. They're <laughs> like, oh, that's a great question, Lisa. Shut it all down. I'm, fasc- <laughs> I'm fascinated by these like meetings where you guys have your dicks out on a table. That, that's, yeah. that's interesting yeah, yeah. to me. Well, that was, that was very one interesting. Thing you, that was, was one thing you table. brought. <laughs> that was one thing that you brought up on uh dance mods that i thought was interesting this is this is going back a couple months uh when you when you laid this all out and you think what there was a shame ch- there was a change in management correct or you saw like a lot of management within your company that were former quote pfizer executives do you think that was playing yeah yeah so i had this inside joke so like um so this is before 2020 so about 2019 ish <sighs> They started hiring a lot of people who came from Pfizer. Ooh, now, there was a Pfizer plant in, I think it was somewhere in, in PA. I think it was in Philly somewhere that they shut it down and they laid a, a ton of fucking people off. Right. Um, and I'm not I don't remember exactly the stipulations around that, but I'm pretty sure it was because they fucking sucked at what they were doing there. They were making oxycodone there and they finally yeah. were shut down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a thing. It's called a. Uh, Man, I'm going to forget. I think it's called a, a a letter, like a 408, they call it, that the FDA will give a company. So every other year, the FDA is supposed to go to all these different sites. Um, like and an they inspection. don't tell you. Yeah, they don't tell you when they're coming. And they just show up and they start inspecting documents and training and like training records. And everything there is just like fucking bureaucracy out the ass. And you oh, have to man. be trained on like 
40 documents just to sign something off and like you know it's like a very serious you, thing, you right? had to sit through a lot of powerpoints to just lot, yeah, sign lots, your name to shit yeah lots of powerpoints we called the iso train was the system they use and it was just like tons of videos and readings all the <laughs> time powerpoint just, yeah i mean when you get hired there even as a temp you're you sit through two weeks of just reading documents mm. and it's funny how they do it and we always complained about it. it's like you sit down you read documents about this manufacturing machine that's like i don't know 200 pages long you have no idea what any of the words mean like nothing makes sense and then like they make you do that for two weeks and then you go on the floor and you start actually learning the job and then you go oh wait i think i read something about this one time and then so it's like kind of backwards it's like i get it you got to be trained on shit to actually do shit but um it's like the wrong way of fucking doing it in my opinion so like this site got shut down for whatever reason they started laying all these people off so sanofi at and especially at swiftwater they started hiring all these like uh director level employees managed like low level like uh, my level management positions and then um up the chain all the way up to the guy who's running the site rakesh and uh he's uh i guess his like actual title would be like site leader or some shit he's not the ceo the ceo is paul hudson it's a a uh, company that's based out in France. It's multinational corporation. Um, but um, yeah, this guy, Rakesh. So he was from Pfizer. Uh, the director that worked in my um, my department was from Pfizer. The guy who worked alongside of him, because there's, you know, for every manager, there's, you know, a fucking director or two directors. And then for every director, there's two senior directors. And like they just figured out a way to pay themselves more and more oh, fucking Lord. money. And then just like <laughs> by osmosis, just like fucking multiply all the way at the top. Meanwhile, at the low level where you actually need more people to run machines and like have people staffed up, people would quit or get fired or just leave. And they would be like, well, we're not going to backfill those positions right now. So you're just going to have to do more with less. And then they would hire four more director level fucking people who are just going to meetings all day. Big, oh, big promotion, God. Pete. Big yeah. promotion. You're going to have four people working yeah. under you. Like, wait, you're going to fire my friends. Like what the sounds fuck? like a pyramid scheme almost. You know? Yeah. It's almost, a, yeah, almost. <laughs> Um, so like all of these fucking guys from Pfizer started showing up and I was just like, so this is before COVID hit. I was like running this like inside joke all around the site. Like, Hey, yeah, you know, like all these guys are being sent here. I think Pfizer's taken over, like they're destroying Sanofi from the inside. Like all these fucking guys are moles and they're just sending them over here. Yeah. And I was just like saying that for like a year straight. And then, um, and all of these fucking guys are like the worst decision makers ever like they were just making decisions that made absolutely no fucking sense it would draw time timetables out on getting fucking projects done like uh head counts were all fucked up schedules were all fucked up like everybody was getting demoralized down at the lowest levels and uh it was just like becoming like as time went on like people were going like hey i think you're kind of onto something with this fucking <laughs> pfizer sending moles here from the inside out and just like destroying us <laughs> And like, you know, and then turns out everything's brought to you by Pfizer now. And apparently so is Sanofi. So like Sanofi is forcing their employees to take a vaccine that like it would almost make more sense if it was like their product. It was like, hey, man, we got this vaccine and we want you to take our vaccine. And then that'll like bolster our numbers to the public and to the market. It'll make it look like there's thousands and thousands of people who are already on this train and then the public will want to get on board more. But they're pushing Pfizer's vaccines onto the employees at Santa Fe. And it makes it made no sense to me because in the past, that would never fucking happen. You would never hear that company go, hey, um, we don't have this product or our product on this fucking thing isn't as good. So just go get Pfizer's version of it because it's way, way fucking better. No, no, no. They would rather just push their bullshit product on you because you happen to fucking work there. So it was just like this weird set of circumstances the way that everything kind of fucking worked out i just feel very vindicated at this fucking point clearly man that's that's fucking rough it's i, I just it sounds like I, to me like it sounds exactly how this would f unfold like if you if i just heard the story i just i could just hear it like talking like like oh slowly slowly you just got more and more pressure and people like got got in the job from pfizer it's, it's just god damn it's like how predictable is it 
Oh my, yeah. Like, I don't, just hearing the story from, you know, for the first time, it's. God. Yeah. So, like, um, so in November of last year is when they first communicated from the U.S. Crisis Committee, um, which again is just like a bunch of fucking senior director people. You know, when COVID hit in 2020, I was still working in production. I wasn't at a manager level yet. I was senior tech. And for me to do my job, along with the several hundred other fucking people, um, you had to show up to work to do your job. There was no Zoom, Zoom it in, you know, like there was no remote work to run a fucking production machine. So all through 2020 and all through 2021, when it was the scariest it could have been and the most dangerous it could have been. We were all forced to come on site every single fucking day and then some because back then when like somebody would think they had COVID, like I remember there was a guy who worked in a different building, but I shared a locker room with him and I happened to like talk to him for like four seconds like this one day, like uh, everybody found out that he, he was, oh, he's been out. We, I think he has COVID. So I called up the health center and I'm like, hey. Um, you know, I know I'll call him Frank his, his name's not Frank, but I'm like, Hey, I talked to Frank for like four Frank. seconds on the sidewalk last Tuesday. Like, I don't know if this is something I should be concerned about. So this was like February, March. This was like April, 2020. And they fucking, they, they put me out of work for two weeks straight. They paid me to stay home. And like, I fucking talked to this dude in passing. Like there was no way I was ever going to get COVID, but like there was no understanding even at my company of like how this whole thing was going to fucking work and be transmitted. It was just like better safe than sorry kind of attitude. So like back at that time, we were all being forced to stay uh, to come on site. Right. And then work through all sorts of shit like that. And then a bunch of people would get put out of work because like they talked to Frank for four seconds on Tuesday (laughs) And then they would be out for two weeks. And then if anybody was like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm feeling a little weird. All right, well, you're out for two weeks, too, until we can know that you don't have COVID. So, like, you were, like, really working with, like, half a fucking shift. And, like, just trying to, like, keep this fucking train going to make them money and to put product out. Now, mind you, we're not making covid back then there was no covid vaccine but we're just like still trying to get product out to the market for this company meanwhile you know all of these senior directors and mid-level directors and man uh not like managers for my uh department because they had to come in also but like anybody above them they were all remote this u.s crisis committee um they were all working remote for two fucking years straight and they're the ones that are pushing this thing last november going hey come uh february of 2022 you're going to have to be vaccinated for covid or else you're going to be terminated and there's no if ands or buts about it you're either going to prove that you're vaccinated or you're going to get the fuck out of here and then so like back in november there was about 400 of us who were unvaccinated and these are like rough numbers no way for us to really know how many but from what we understood it was about 400 i know a couple people who are like admins for the guy who runs the site and they were like telling me like, yeah, we Yo. think it's about 400 people. Right. And um, so like that was in November. So back in November, I'm like, OK, well, we better start fucking speaking up now because we were seeing this shit happen at other companies. And as long as they spoke up, the shit never fucking happened. It's just like once you know the bottom line is going to get affected. Oh, we're going to lose 400 fucking people. Like, all right, well, we can't lose 400 people. So it's not that it's not that scary anymore. Uh, but nobody spoke up. Everybody was terrified to lose their job. So it was like a couple things. Some people started writing on the wall and they just started quitting and going and work for other companies where they didn't have to be vaccinated. So right off the bat, started losing people out of that 400. Then like there was people in my group who were just like, well, I'm going to run this thing all the way to the end and see how far I could take it. And hopefully they back down. But not enough people spoke up against it. So like not even enough unvaccinated people spoke up against it, but definitely people who were vaccinated, they weren't going to speak up because they were in compliance. So wait, there were there were other companies like yours that were not requiring it. Yeah. So like my company and my site. Um, so like my company has sites all around the world. They're based in France. Right. And you would think in comparison, the United States should be more free when it comes to this type of shit than France is. They have sites in Canada. Clearly, Canada is not a free fucking nation, yeah. right? Especially yeah. under Trudeau. A little Castro up there. Yeah, a little Mr. Yeah. Castro. You would think that it would be worse off in these countries just at my company. 
Yeah. And they weren't even doing this in France and they weren't doing this in Canada. They're not even doing it at all the sites in the U.S. So Man, in Tennessee, they have a law in, in the state of Tennessee where you cannot uh, force vaccination. A company can't force vaccinations on their employees. Mm. So they got away with it because they already had something on the books. Yeah. But these other sites mm. in different countries, probably enough people either like I'm assuming like enough people spoke up early on. Where they were like, well, we can't lose that many people or else we're going to go under. Um, but they felt like at my site and in a site in Boston and in Jersey, well, not enough people are speaking up. So we could get rid of 50 people, 100 mm. people. There's uh, 2,500 people to 3,000 people that work at just my site alone in Swiftwater. So if you lose 100 people, who gives a fuck, man? You know right. what I'm saying? It's the best paying job in this town. And uh, by far, and they know that, and they've always used that to their advantage to keep people here, even though you would make double at another, like if you just went to Jersey at another company or to Philly, you would make double in the same position I was in. I would make double. Um, but it like you wouldn't want to travel, and especially now because fucking gas. But the past couple of years, people were like, well, that's not holding me back anymore. I'm just leaving. So people started leaving many years ago to uh, go to these other companies and these other sites uh, because they would just make more money. And this but, is in Jersey, you said? Uh, no, where I'm at is Swiftwater, Pennsylvania in the Poconos. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, but we have sites all over, all over the place. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So in November, there was about 400 of us. And then they said this was going to, the deadline was in February. And then in February, they pushed it back to March. And then in March, they pushed it back to April. So there was like some hope there that like, oh, hey, they must be pushing it back because they know like it's just a people bad idea. Yeah, yeah, people are fighting it. Nobody was really fighting it. It was like a handful of us. Um, and then um, come like and then as that deadline gets closer, more people just quit preemptively. More people just fall into compliance. They start getting the shot. And then um, by the end of it. Uh, you know, Sucks. come April, there we assume there's probably roughly about a hundred of us, and we all get terminated. Now, in January, I started having like severe depression and anxiety because of this whole fucking situation, and I went on a short-term disability, and I could get three months full paid, and I didn't take the three months right off the bat. In my mind, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm going, let me take a month off, mental health. Excuse me. I'll spend time with my family. I'll, I'll start seeing a therapist, try working some of this shit out. And then if by the end of the month, I'm like still fucked up, I'll just extend it. Well, that was stupid because they they knew what was fucking coming for me anyway. So they denied the extension. So from mid-March all the way till I got fired, which was uh, beginning of like first week of June was the uh, April, May uh, in May when I finally got fired. Um, they they weren't even fucking paying me because they kept denying wow. my uh, my appeals of their fucking denials. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there was like a couple of people like that, but mostly everybody got fired April 15th. Uh, actually, April 20th was like the fucking deadline. Mm. And uh, so, damn. yeah, probably about 100 people, man. Now you're talking about people who some of them were like were newer employees, but a lot of them worked there for 24 fucking years, mm. you mm. know, like a you know, exceeds expectations on all their fucking yearly reviews, you know, dedicated to that company every fucking day, working doubles, working, you know, working weekends, just like sacrificing everything to make sure that, yeah, like, obviously they're collecting a check, but to also like do the right thing by the fucking company because they really believed in what the company was doing. And they just fucking terminated all these fucking people, you know, like with kids and shit like that. So it was just like, fucking crazy man for a company that's like so publicly about um saving lives and doing the right thing by people and of course it's a multinational company so they're all about inclusivity and diversity it's and that esg shit the ESG, esg shit all the fucking way and ultimately i feel like that shit's just going to destroy companies like that it is and, um, it's going to yeah, yeah. it's supposed to yeah yep. but you so, know like I Go How did that make you feel uh, hearing people from the Libertarian Party tell you, well, you know, that's the right of their employers, you know, just, you know, that they set the rules and, you know, that's, yeah, those, that's, the, that's the real pure Libertarian stance. Yeah, those people are retarded. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm going to stick up for those people in one regard. Nobody okay. was going to fucking do anything until it got that bad. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, like, now listen. Yeah, it would have been far easier for me to just get the shot. You know what I'm saying? I have an eight-year-old yeah. son. I have a wife who's a first uh, full-time nursing student. So I'm the only one oh. making money. You know, my wife just graduated nursing school. So yeah, she just mine like. just graduated too last month, and she's waiting to take her NCLEX right now. So until she takes that and Good she luck. fucking gets back into the job field, like like now I'm just working for myself. So it's just like, but at that point, it's like so stressful you know what i'm saying and like you're right yeah. man like nobody was gonna fucking say anything until it affects them though so those yeah. people who are saying that and you know that are like well you know it's a private company they can do whatever they want actually it's a publicly traded fucking company so technically it's not really a fucking private company but it's not affecting those people those people aren't in the position that I was in and that my coworkers were in, or else they would have been saying the shit that I was saying. None of them would have been like, well, it's a private company. I guess they could destroy my life. And now I'll have to go figure something out. You know, like, what do you do for like people? Like, it's bad enough for somebody like me who has a kid and a wife who's not working at the time. What do you do for somebody who's 50 years old? They've been working at that company their whole fucking life. They're like a couple years away from retirement. They have no fucking like motivation or ambition or even like any kind of like inspiration or any like um confidence that they can go and start over again yeah they were on cruise like, control like, like autobots for a while yeah like what if they don't have like <laughs> the skills you know i mean like they have one certain skill they've been you know like and like you said they're so close to retirement like what do they yeah. get to like start like over? you take this goo out of the eggs and we make a vaccine and they <laughs> may not get it in some orifices <laughs> yeah 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 i don't know <laughs> i'm i'm of a mind i wish they would have went harder because i think there's still too many people that fucking didn't get it get the what no i mean people that didn't fucking understand what this is about yeah yeah, should, yeah. i wish i would it's that's the whole thing with everything they do is they they do the slow rollout and so yeah people people have time to adjust to the new normal if they'd went where they were always gonna go back in 2020 mm -hmm. right from the get oh th this would have been a way different in the past two years because people would have lost their shit immediately yeah you know, Push it, push, push the line, push the line, push the line. Like I, 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 I get upset that they didn't try more because you'd have more Republicans on our side. You'd have more of the like you know people that are fence sitters on the left that come yeah. over to say, "No, this is bullshit. I ain't fucking doing it." Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think I mean, you're right. It sucks, but like, yeah, you, it's like people we're too comfortable in our in our world, and we're not going to fucking do the revolutionary shit that needs done because we're too comfortable. Yeah, Something no, you're needs to break you're 100 right. August 2020, right? Like I'm showing up to fucking work still. It's a hundred degrees outside. Where we park is the tears, right? It's like a fucking quarter mile walk from where I got to park to where my building is. I'm outside completely by myself there's nobody around me they're requiring me to wear a face mask on that walk from my car to the Jesus. fucking building and and that's what they were doing like in august of 2020 they were doing that for a fucking year and like a lot of people and you're right so like a lot of people were like really fucking confused and like they were pissed off about that so i think you're right if like if they were able to develop something a little bit quicker and would have been able to go a little bit harder a little bit sooner i think a lot more people who are fucking quiet about it would have would have saw the writing on a wall but again like you know what man for people who who are in compliance for this thing so i would have these conversations right in the cafeteria they got a huge cafeteria there you know you got fucking hundreds of people around you right so now this is like a couple months before i'm i'm getting fired this is like november december of last year so there's still there's people back on site, like a lot of people who are remote are coming back on site now. So there's a lot of people around. Right. And you're still required to wear your fucking face mask inside or whatever. In between bites, you could like take it down stupid <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> so I'm so I'm talking to people in the hallway. I'm talking to people in the cafeteria and like they're like, you know, um, you know, I, I, I got the vaccine and uh, I'm vaccinated. So they're not going to fire me. But like, I think it's complete bullshit what they're doing. And they like start whispering. And I'm yeah. like, hey, 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 hey. I'm like, stop whispering this fucking part. And now, like, now I'm starting to project even more so everybody around us can hear what the fuck we're talking about. And I'm just like, listen, this is the part you need to not fucking whisper. I'm like, because there's going to be hundreds of people who are going to get terminated for being yep. unvaccinated, and it makes no sense, and you don't agree with it. So you need to speak up. And then, like, now people are starting to look and shit like that. But no matter what I did, people would just fucking put their head down, and they'd stay in their fucking lane. 
because they wouldn't want to jeopardize their fucking jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like they got kids in college, whatever it is. So like these people and the, the higher ups, the directors and the senior directors, there's a guy there who works for HSE. He's the fucking senior director there now. I met him on a fucking whim. My wife used to work at this company too, right? So she met him on a whim about um, not vaccinating our kids. So back then, like when our son was born, we had a lot of questions about just doing the rollout of vaccines they wanted to do. So this is 2014. I'm, I'm not like an anti-vax person, but I will ask all the fucking questions, right? So all of the uh, pediatricians that we were first going to, we would start asking them like, hey, just simple questions like, hey, what's in this stuff? Like, is How there many a way of to them sp- threaten to take I mean, your kid? Let I me mean, fucking check this out, right? So like none of them threatened to take the fucking kid away, but they all made us feel like we were fucking crazy. Just for that's, going, it, can we spread this out a little bit more? Is that possible? My, like, my to your point, that's a, they weren't going to let him leave the hospital because he was asking yeah. questions about the vaccine scheduled when he was like at like at the actual birth. He was just asking yeah. the questions, and they they less than uh, less than coming out directly, but made it seem like like if you want to try some shit we will have the police and we're, you won't take your kid home yeah yeah it's yeah, fucked yeah. up i mean we're all of pretty much the same age we're all like 80s kids right yep. and you see the vaccine schedule of us as 80s kids and guess what we're still thriving and surviving but then you well, see like all right I'm well, thriving, but i'm, but, uh, I'm but, but, I was depressed but, then, but here's the thing that you don't <laughs> no, think no, about but then you, but, <laughs> no but then you double you double the vaccine schedule or whatever the fuck it is you know and, it, That's and the it's thing. like, like it's kind of like wait a minute let's think about this it's yeah. not the vaccine schedule kids take anymore exactly There's it's nothing so that we grew up with nothing now. Yeah. so just that alone should like give people yeah. pause like wait a minute let's think about this is this really fucking necessary we, and this is really it's just good for the long term we stuck yeah. with the pediatrician we have solely because we got lucky and the first guy we had was okay with extending the vaccine schedule yeah we weren't necessarily against getting them mm-hmm. but i didn't feel like it was necessary to fucking jack my one-year-old up with everything under the sun yeah so let's spread it out you know but i knew full well my kid was never gonna be in a public school anyway so it didn't fucking matter in that regard <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know exactly. it was we could legally get away with and so I was like, I told what, like Matt, stuff. what Matt Rice posted, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like mm. things like this gives us pause. Like we're not fucking crazy. We're just, you know, we, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he, said, he said one, he says one in 35 kids with, uh, is born with autism now. And it was it's so gonna much It's going to be one in eight. Yeah. They project by 2045. I think it is. Yeah. Now, now there's that. I, I mean, if you ask me like personally, there's a lot of over, there's a lot of factors. I think there's a lot of over. Uh, over recording of it because everyone needs to feel like yeah you know you do have a touch of it and yeah you know like it's it's a little bit of that (laughs) yeah it's it's a psychological diagnosis there's nothing they can like look they can't like take an fmri of your brain and be like oh that one's got well it's autism it's like being gay it's like you want to be on the spectrum it's It's the cool thing you know it's like it depends (laughs) on where you get your stats too like libertarian community communities yes it is correlating It is correlating though. How many? So wait, so this is good news. Yeah, but the aren't the libertarians who are grow. not vaccinated their kids? <laughs> I was gonna say, the Isn't that an argument against your position? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so maybe this is like. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I look forward to this. One in eight libertarians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like, so the first uh, pediatrician we had was just like, like, why are you even asking? Like, that's what. That's how he fucking talked to us. Like, why are you even asking? That? Why like, are you fucking with yeah. an attitude? Like, wow. you're so stupid, Mike. Like, what yeah. the we, fuck? We took my like. So we we took our kids to this doctor. It was um, he was just he. It's funny how it, it turned into this big thing because he was just a friend of a friend that we had, and it was his dad, uh, and it was her dad. Her dad was a doctor, and we're like, okay, we have kids. Like, he's a pediatrician. We'll take him there. And he had this practice, and he was so great. Well, he recently retired a few years ago in the process of me having like three kids. He retired, and then we got like this new doctor who was really great, and then they turned into like this huge practice, like this blew up practice. And my wife would take the kids to the appointments, and you know they're forcing this COVID vaccine on them. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, we're not getting it. No, and she was like, well, it's perfectly safe. I would give it to my kids. I don't understand why you're not taking. I don't give a shit what laid, you give to your kids. Yeah, right. She <laughs> laid she laid yeah. down this this guilt trip to my wife. And my wife just wasn't having it, yeah. and she you know eventually she was like, whatever. She let it she let it slide, and you know and whatever they went on with the with the you know with the doctor's meeting but dude come to find out i'm sitting on facebook we're at the pennsylvania convention and i'm just furious because like 
I see on the I see on the Facebook on the Facebook you know like suggested whatever because everyone's talking about vaccines then stuff. So it picked up like the Maryland vaccine. It's like it's called uh, Go Vax Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the she health department the, bullshit. It was yeah. my yeah health department. It was my it was my pediatrician for my kids. She was preaching. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that shit. Yeah, and she's the lead. She's in the lead for the state of Go Vax. To go get your kids vaccinated, and yeah, this is yeah. my personal pediatrician, and I'm yeah. like. Wow. Like, so how much wow. money is she getting? Right. Because you hear like exactly. Rand Paul's talking to Fauci trying to figure out like, well, how much royalties are you getting? How much? And they're like, they don't want to fucking talk about it. So it's like, well, how what's much really funny is when he did disclose it, it ended in 2020. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. The numbers he gave ended. Oh, well, I only made a hundred and hundred and ninety dollars a year off of these at most. And then, you know, up until the year 2020. Well, well, what about after 2020? You know, with the time period that this actually all matters. Well, what why is he making? Then? I mean, why is he making any money? It should right. be zero, all, right? But well, and he's making royalties, dude. This yeah, why the fucking you... album sales? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Man? <laughs> greatest it's, hits, yeah, the greatest Fauci's hits, greatest, yeah, yeah, NIH's Monkey greatest Pox, hits, fucking. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So oh, my man. my bird flu in um, fuck, when the hell was it? I got I got COVID um New Year's New Year's Eve, right? So this past Christmas, half my family and like my family's kind of mixed, here. right? Half my family's vaccinated, the other half's not. So on Christmas, pretty much all of the vaccinated people in my family all got COVID, right? So we did like this half-assed Christmas, right? And then like uh, we figured by New Year's Eve, and my family's like super close. Like I got four uh, siblings. Like we're all like really, really close. We do all the holidays together, everything, right? And uh, so like New Year's Eve comes around and we go, all right, I mean what was it four or five fucking days later we're like all right that's good everybody just get together right so the other half of us got covid on new year's eve right so because my wife is in nursing school she had to get uh vaccinated same here and and my wife which is so and this is funny i'm like i'm telling like two parallel stories here at once right so my my wife's in school they go listen if you don't get vaccinated you can't continue to do clinicals Mm. yeah she wants she she says to me she goes listen I want to be a nurse more than I don't want this fucking vaccine. So I'm going to go get it. I'm like, listen, you make the. I support your decision. I just praying that nothing fucking happens. And I'd rather you didn't, but it's up to you. Like you're going to do what you need to do. She gets the first shot. She goes to school. She goes, listen, I only got the first shot so far, like whatever she's. And they're like, well, you're not, you're technically still unvaccinated, but good news, everybody. We have a facility where you can continue to go if you're unvaccinated Aww. so you don't have to worry about it. So they go like, well, where is this place? And they're like, well, the place you're doing it now. So the place that they're already doing their fucking clinicals wow. at is the place that they can do clinicals at even if they're unvaccinated. And the school fucking knew that, man. So it's just like all these companies, all these schools, like everywhere around the fucking across the board. They're all bought in. Yeah, man. They're yeah. all fucking just seeing how far they could push it, how many people they can get on the fucking train. That's what and, they told my wife. They told her they said they were like, oh, we'll give you a, a religious exemption. Well, yeah, no problem. We'll definitely give you a religious exemption. But um, you can't get into the facilities to finish your schooling so we'll have to fail you yeah like, yeah what? and so she was like she she said the exact same thing she was like i want to be a nurse my whole life yeah. i have to do this like so yeah. like if i have to do it i have to do it i don't care and yeah. so she she did it and crazy it's funny, right? you mentioned that and i got my whole family we all got my father died right before christmas and we all went to the emergency room uh, when he died and this was right at the height of omicron here in baltimore mm-hmm. and i like i told the story before but um just make it quick like the er doctor like he let us we were in like this grieving room all the whole family and the guy trip told us he was like that this is the er doctor he's like i'll take you back to go see your father's body you know for just two of you for a split second you know we're running out of time but there was like literally like people lined in the hallways waiting to get tested half people had covid other people didn't mm-hmm. and he's just like listen these masks don't work the vaccine's yeah. not working and he said so you're probably gonna end up getting covid he's like that's just you're just gonna get covid and yeah. lo and behold we, he, it was like a few days before christmas and we all had covid so we all we all spent christmas together with covid <laughs> yeah well, yeah fuck so, it, man. covid christmas right yeah so COVID my christmas. wife and i Smart my, song by the way yeah <laughs> uh so my wife and i get covid at the same fucking time she's vaccinated i'm not vaccinated her symptoms are actually a a little bit worse than mine um and they're a little longer lasting right so i go and i feel it's coming on right and i know that's what it what it is so i call or i go through the fucking little web chat thing with my doctor and my doctor's like a network doctor lehigh valley fucking network right and she's a young girl 
And um, and and like so I switched to this girl as my primary because when I had went in months earlier, we were talking about like how everything's been so politicized and all this shit. And I had a really, really good conversation with her. I went in for a physical. She never gave me a fucking physical. She just signed the paperwork. I was there for an hour and we were just like talking and we had like a really good conversation. And it was like that conversation where I was like, hey, is it right if I switch to you as my primary? Because like the other guy. He grabbed my balls like two years ago and he didn't want to see me ever again. And um, and she was like, well, I promise I don't want to see your balls. So, yeah, we could do this. And I'm like, all right, cool. So fucking. Um, so we were talking about how it's been so politicized and like parts of that conversation were um, I was I was like throwing studies out to her. This is when that uh, the immunization or the natural immunity study just came out of Israel. It was like the largest fucking study at that time. And I'm like, hey, what do you think about this study? And she goes, I've never heard of it. And she's 100% on board for everybody getting vaccinated from the fucking womb to the tomb, right? So I'm like, well, that's kind of weird that, like, you're such an advocate for this, but you only know, like, half of the fucking story. Like, I'm like, how is it possible that I know about this study, but you don't know about it? It's the largest study in the world right now as far as COVID goes. And she goes, well, I don't. And like, thank you for bringing it up. I'm going to look into it. She never fucking looked into it. Right. So like, but that was a conversation we had. And I felt like, oh, wow. Like I schooled her a little bit. And like she was saying shit to me. So she said to me, she goes, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people who are against this vaccine aren't really as educated about it as they think they are. And I'm like, you're right. I think probably most people are. I'm like, but I think the same way about the people coming in and just getting the shot. And she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, how many people come in here and asking? about the vaccine before they fucking go and take it. She, so she like thinks about it for a second. She goes, you know what? She was like, you are the only patient that I had wow. who has asked me anything Jeez. about it. She goes, mostly everybody comes in and they put their fucking arm out. She didn't mm. curse. They put their arm out and they take the shot and they go home. She's like, none of them ever asked me anything about it. They just do it because they've been told to do it. Yep. And like, she's like, and I'm advocating for it. So obviously they feel comfortable with getting it so it's just like i'm like yeah don't you think that's a little weird she was like yeah she was like so i felt like we had made some ground there like oh wow because i'm like you're the authority i'm coming to you on something that i shouldn't know more about than you do so like when i come in most of these people are coming in going oh you're telling me i should take it for x y and z then i'm gonna trust you because you're my doctor and you should know more about this than me and it turns out she didn't fucking know shit so then I get COVID, right? And I start talking to them through the fucking messenger on my thing. And the nurse that I'm talking to goes, well, um, there's no treatment for this. So just go like rest and drink water. And I go, well, what about these treatments? And I start sending her like the Peter McCullough fucking protocols and all of this shit. Right. And um, she goes, it takes a little while. Now, this is through, all through the chat. So I'm kind of like reading into the tone. But like, it seems like they were offended. So she goes, yeah, we know all about those and you're not getting any of them. And I go like, well, that's kind of weird because you lied to me in your last message. You said there were no treatments. And now you're saying you know about the treatments, but I'm not going to get them. I'm like, wow. just send them to my doctor. Have my doctor look at them. Maybe these things are right for me. Maybe they're not right for me, but I'd rather my doctor look at them. Right. So like a couple hours goes by, the doctor fucking chimes in. She goes, yeah, I looked at everything you sent and um, you're not going to get any of this. You're not going to get monoclonal antibodies because you're not a candidate for it. Um, you're not we're not going to prescribe you ivermectin and the prednisone, the steroid in it. She goes now the steroid is for like inflammation and shit. But the reason why I'm not going to get it from her point of view is it will not decrease the likelihood of mortality. So I'm like, I'm like, well, that's weird. I don't think that's what the prednisone is for. But OK, sure. I'm like, so I see where this is coming from. So the nurse had chimed in. She goes, listen, if you want to file a complaint, I could run a complaint up the fucking ladder for you if you're not happy with the treatment you're getting. I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm like, you're not giving me any treatment. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. I'm like, what yeah. should I do if it gets worse? Go to the hospital. I'm like, well, isn't that counterproductive? I'm like, isn't the whole point of me and you being here together is to avoid mm -hmm. me going to the fucking hospital because they're overflowing and there's no fucking beds and all this shit, right? So that night, I get 103 fever. It gets really fucking bad. My head is killing me, like all of this shit. I get linked up with a local doctor who's not a network doctor. This fucking um, really fucking really cool guy. 
I call him six o'clock in the morning. The next morning, he goes, "Come here, forty-five minutes. Park out by the dumpster." I'm like thinking, like this. Is <laughs> uh, but they just wanted me to come through the back door, so I didn't have to go through the yeah. fucking the, the waiting room. And uh, he brings me in there, man, and I tell him what's going on. And he goes, "Yeah, all those fucking network doctors. They're told by the admins that they are not allowed to give you ivermectin, or they'll lose their jobs. They're not even allowed yeah. to fucking talk about it. The loser like, license. They'll yeah, they'll lose their, their license. Yeah. All of this fucking shit, right? He gives me ivermectin. He gives me uh prednisone he gives me z-pack he nice. gives me enough Damn. for me and my wife what? he gives me nice. three fucking refills of ivermectin if i want them i never even fucking got them and um we start taking that shit and we start feeling better now my wife who's vaccinated she takes longer to recover she we both lose like the smell and the taste but she loses it for like several weeks where I only lost it for like five days. So it just like goes to show you, man. It's just like this fucking vaccine ain't doing what the fuck they said it was supposed to do. It started off at you'll never get COVID if you get vaccinated. Then it was like, well, you just won't get it as bad. And then it yeah. was just like, well, thank God I'm triple boosted because I really <laughs> yeah. could have been. It's like, the, the only people I know who've gotten it more than once are all vaccinated multiple times. Yeah. Seriously. Right. And like long story short. What about Alex? Stuff, he, after like I go to this other yeah. <laughs> but but it's nothing serious. It's like I've had it twice. It's like I'm, I basically have borderline yeah. flu or like allergy after, symptoms. After I go like, to this other doctor and I talk to him about what's going on, I go, you know what? I am going to file a complaint. I ch- I go back to my nice. primary mm. and I go, hey, I want to file that complaint. They go, or and I'm like, I had to go to another doctor to get treatment, and they were like, oh, okay, no problem. We'll remove you from the network, and they removed me from the fucking network. So, like, that was their response, was to just wow. fucking blacklist me from, like, Lehigh Valley, man. Oh, wow. It's just wow. like, well, what fuck. the fuck, dude? Damn. Well, dude, what an episode, man. Like, this story is, like, blew me out. Like, I didn't know anything about this. And, um, damn, that's this is crazy. But Yo, happy Father's Day, guys, too. Uh, to the father out there. That's yeah. Juneteenth, okay? Well, yeah, we didn't <laughs> yeah. even get to this. Have respect. God, I had such a good story about Juneteenth, but your story is more, way more... You know, well, we got after hours. We got after yeah, so hours. We're gonna hit to... the after hours because I got to tell you, it's Baltimore <laughs> Juneteenth special. What's funny <laughs> is like this is normally what we would have done for the after hours, like all the nitty gritty inside yeah. of Simmons company, and we just totally flipped it. I got we more did. shit. I got I got some some suspicious shit from me losing my job that I could well, tell in the after hours. And we got They're some pro- stories. We got to hit talk about Juneteenth and the the yeah. the, the bike uh, the bike fall heard around the world. Yeah. And throw a shekel, <laughs> throw a shekel, and you can listen yeah. when it comes out in a couple days. That's a good point, man. So yeah, if One you guys want to hear this podcast and hear us talk more about conspiracies and crazy stuff. Uh, check out our Patreon. We have a ton of episodes already out there. Hundreds of episodes at this point. Uh, you know, we can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash punk rock libertarians and sign up. And if you don't like using Patreon because their politics kind of suck, uh, please go to prlfans.com and find other ways to donate to the show, including Bitcoin. And I know Bitcoin's down right now, but that's so a we'll perfect time to buy. It's on sale. That's exactly why you want it now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. is it is it like the fact that Pomplamoose sucks enough of a reason not to use Patreon? Who? Well, I don't know what that it's, is. It's so. the Founders Band. Oh, oh. no. What? They're fucking oh. terrible. Pomplamoose? Okay, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. Say hi, say hi to Fab like the fruit. <laughs> yeah, man. So oh, Everybody man. say hi to Babs up at Porkfest. Yes, I'm. So, oh God, I just made a We're post. I'm missing, I'm missing out. out on Porkfest. And uh, yeah, go up totally. to go up to Babs's compound. You'll find him Thursdays having his party at his place. Uh, tell him that you heard about punk rock libertarians, and you know, give him a give him a hug for me. I miss that guy. I miss Porkfest. So, uh, but yeah. So we also have um, t-shirts for sale. Uh, if you go to uh, libertariancountry.com, use the code PRL or PRL podcast, you get a ten percent discount. Use the code PRL two and get a twenty percent discount if you spend fifty dollars or more. Um, we're also brought to you tonight by uh, Hidden in Plain Sight by Moral Bob and uh, Wheelie's Pharmacy, too. As a matter of fact, I might be going out to Wheelie's Pharmacy in uh, Delaware probably next weekend. Uh, if there's nice. a Libertarian a Party Delaware event, I might be headed up there, too. It's at Wheelie's Pharmacy. Use the code Pure Podcast. Get a 10% discount on all your CBD needs. And until next time, live free or die. Drenching the flies on the tax bombs and bread Poisons by a few and the expense of the many Soldiers and cards and the machine